The views and opinions expressed on WXOJLP are solely those of the original hosts of their respective programs. These views and opinions do not necessarily represent those of Valley Free Radio Incorporated, its volunteers, or any other hosts, guests, or programs on this station. Good evening, and welcome to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm Michael Dow, the host, and with me tonight are Stefan Ward Wheaton, TGIF, and Sue Timberlake. Hey there. (laughs) (laughs) F-I-G-T. With the inestimable Mr. Roberts uh, running our soundboard. Um, Yes. So, uh, (laughs) before we get started, I should mention that we would love to hear from you. And uh, you can contact us in a few different ways uh, via email. It's uh, civilpoliticsradio at valleyfreeradio.org. On Facebook, it's facebook.com slash civilpoliticsradio. That's our community. You can tweet at us uh, at civilpoliticsfm. And finally, we have a website, which is civilpoliticsradio.com. That has links to previous episodes of the show and uh, uh, links to things we talk about, supplemental episodes and other good stuff uh we're trying to develop some web only content so i hope you'll go check it out because there's there's cool things there um i should also mention that uh during the show uh genre is attempting to uh, keep up with us and post links to things we mention and whatnot uh, as well as fact check us and when he does post a link uh he'll post it so it's on facebook and twitter and it'll have the hashtag civil references to make it easier for you to find it Oh, and I should also mention, because we haven't talked about it in a while, I just want to mention once again that it exists. Uh, uh, at Genre's instigation, we did create a specialized Google search using our trusted news sources. Uh, and you can find that the Civil Politics Trusted News Sources um, search uh, from, it's a link on our webpage, civilpoliticsradio.com. And that will go through and uh, uh, look for information specifically from sources that have, well, whatever our staff of approval is worth, it's got it. <laughs> So, um, oh, and one other thing I should mention, uh, coming up in, uh, I can't quite see the camera, I, I, the calendar, but I think it's about two weeks. Yes. No, three weeks. Uh, we, as our fund drive. The, from Sunday? Two weeks from Sunday? Yeah. F- uh, mm-hmm. from starting November 5th to November 11th, uh, Valley Free Radio will doing its annual fund drive. Uh, and, uh, there will be a matching gift for every donor. So we hope you'll, uh, come and join us. Um, and, uh, yeah, so please contribute to keep this all-volunteer operation on the air. So, uh, well, I guess to start off, uh, the City Council of Northampton met today, and they passed a, a resolution, not an ordinance. What, was it at their meeting last night? Oh, they last night. Have, yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, it was in meeting. today's paper. Yeah. yeah. Um, did you go to the meeting last night? Okay. No, I didn't know about it, so okay. I'm sorry I'm silence. <laughs> 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 well, and the chief gave such good explanations about everything. I, I agree. Last week to us, very <laughs> impressive. Yeah, I agree. Um, well, I guess we got to do a better job of publicizing it so we can sway the debate. And you can hear that that conversation mm-hmm. at civilpoliticsradio.com dot mm-hmm. along with the supplemental discussion we had with her after our broadcast. Quite right. Yeah. And she went into a lot of things I hadn't heard her say in a public meeting, so it was good. It was really helpful and thoughtful. Apparently, I don't know what it is. Maybe she just didn't have a chance to get a word in edgewise, but apparently people didn't ask her some of the basic questions that we did. So 
So we're smart. One thing I actually do, and I wrote her about this, but one thing I do want to mention about that conversation, um, just talking to to her and uh, about how the department is run and how... uh, thing how how the department is accredited things like that yeah that was um, impressive yeah all that stuff it, it actually made me feel better about the police uh officers in in this town mm-hmm. so i always have a healthy fear of the police for reasons that you can't tell because it's not visual but um uh, i feel a little bit calmer like if i see a, a police officer or or a, a car or something like that in, in northampton yeah, they um, actually log events, follow up, have all sorts of standard protocols. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's really quite thorough and was quite amazing. It yeah. was good. And was really she good she it. runs a really good ship, and um, so that makes me, uh, as a black person, feel a little bit better and about about the police in, in this town. In this town. In this town. Was it one of six municipalities that's In Western Mass, I think, yeah. She said there's about 100 uh, overall in the state out of the 300-odd 300 plus in the state of Massachusetts. Oh, I thought it was Most just of, a handful. Yeah. Well, there's a handful like west of Worcester, basically. Mm. Like us, well, Northampton, I, Amherst, I think Great Barrington she mentioned, maybe yeah, one or two others. Yeah, I thought it was three out here and a handful in the whole state, but I'll have to go back and listen well, again. Yeah. It's it's a third or yeah. less than a third it's, of it's the It's less state. than what it should be, yeah. realistically, probably. Yeah. Well, Maybe if uh, you know more funding and whatnot, but actually, I think I think there's a whole thing we could do if we could talk about like the importance of uh, professional standards because there's, you know, one of the things that's great about this country and frustrating about this country is the divided sovereignty that comes from like having federal government and state governments, and the states can establish local municipalities, and states have their own standards and whatnot. But um, you know, I wonder if the state police are credited. I believe she said they were. But I would certainly hope that every state police, every state level in the country, every state level police organization would have yeah. accreditation. Hmm. But I mean, also, as we've talked about on the show, there are problems with even at the at the federal level uh, with some of the practices of law enforcement. For example, there was that commission about uh, forensic evidence that was talking about that was sort of examining the science underlining a. a um, a lot of sort of practices like fiber analysis and whatnot and saying like there are real problems with this like there you know and, and you know bite mark analysis and so forth and you know saying we need to have better, better more rigorous standards and our current attorney general decided that that wasn't something he was interested in and cut the funding so oh the federal attorney general not the state yes yes yeah, uh, mm-hmm. yeah no she jefferson beauregard sessions the third not yeah. maura healy i no. have a, I, I i have increasing respect for maura healy she is a spitfire yeah mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I actually have a lot of – I'm finding that there are a number of politicians out there that I respect, and I'm quite surprised by that, honestly, because I just – grown up with sort of the cynicism that comes from being a child of the 70s and 80s. Like, hey, you're all corrupt. You grown-ups, you're dumb, and you're all, you know, like Richard Nixon and dumb. And Don't yeah. trust anybody over 30. Hey, that's my line. That, yeah, 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 yeah. So actually, we're all screwed. it's my line. <laughs> yeah. Actually, we're all you screwed it now. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's your line now, but like <laughs> that that was passe when I was in high school. Yeah. yeah. True. Yeah, it was really a hot topic when I was in high school. Yeah. So, so um, <laughs> in fact, it was a mantra. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, uh, Stefan, uh, I know you, you were... I thought you were looking up that article, so if you can confirm whether or not that was a... Uh, a resolution? A resolution. I think it was just a resolution. It was indeed. But the city council voted, I think, 7-2 to two, uh, to... Uh, the resolution is that there won't be any uh, cameras installed on uh, city property. Right. For surveillance. 
Dennis Bidwell and David Murphy um, voting against, the rest all in favor. So what does that do? It, if it's a resolution, it's not binding. But what does that do for all the cameras that we heard about that are, are by the police station and on that street over there? That's a good question. Does that know. mean they get taken out? I guess that's a Could discussion be. between the mayor and the... <laughs> Could be. I mean, it is a non-binding resolution. Yeah. So they don't have to. They yeah. can just The not. city council is saying they prefer it not happen. So. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't say anything uh, about, like, cameras in police cars or, you know, if at any point they start using body cameras and whatnot. So. Yeah. Unless the police <coughs> are static, which... Says, therefore, right. uh, be it resolved that the city council opposes the permanent installation of additional municipally operated surveillance technology in public places in downtown Northampton. The additional. wording of that additional. suggests they that fixed it. Yep, they yeah, fixed they, it. So it they grandfathered it exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and we've you know, as as uh, everyone else has mentioned, we heard uh, an effective pro argument from the chief yeah. last week. <laughs> Um, but this is, I think this is going to go on. Oh yeah. Um, you know, I, I, this is the kind of issue I think when, once you start talking about cameras and surveillance, you don't much like actually installing the cameras, you don't, <laughs> you don't just stop. Yeah. So I well, suspect this I, will come around again. Maybe. And I bet it'll be part of the, uh, the races. Well, maybe we should oh, reach yeah. out to, you know, somebody like local luminary Bill Newman to talk about why he's, <laughs> he's again, cause he t- definitely, uh, I think he's quoted in the paper as saying how he thought it would have a chilling effect on freedom of expression and our right to privacy and whatnot. And I think he said this is to Chief Casper that this was one of her worst decisions that she's made, which is well, it's not a decision; staunch. it's a it's a it's or, a proposal. Yeah, yeah. yeah, she was basically trying to get people to talk about it so that she yeah. knew what the city wanted. So, yeah. Well, as I, which I, I think it's great that I, she started the conversation. <coughs> Yes, I, I agree. Well, I posted a link to that story to our Facebook page uh, uh, last night or this morning, um, and uh, I was chatting a little bit on it with Facebook with actually with City Councilor Bill Dwight, whom I'm friends with on the Facebook, and uh, that's what it's called, right? <laughs> the Facebook. The Facebook. Used to be. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I, I have to say, uh, I, 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 in the end, I, I, I agree. I like Chief Casper's proposal, but I, I can hardly fault a, a, an elected official being leery about spending $70,000 of public money mm. or, you know, listening to the voters and deciding to do what they want. They're overwhelmingly so does, saying, you know, you'd rather spend $70,000 on cameras or not do that and spend 280000 on the windows at the church that they just restored <laughs> that the city paid for. I have I am <laughs> like. I don't know what justification there is for spending over a quarter of a million dollars on windows in a private church that's still functioning. Tiffany windows, they were. Yeah. I mean... Mm. They called them historic, and they did it under the Preservation Act. And which church is this again? I think it's the first. The first 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 church? I don't know which one has the Tiffany windows, but... Not knowing the details, I don't want to say, well, that's clearly... But it it certainly sounds... Good thing you live in East Hampton, because Northampton didn't even blink. (laughs) Like I'm, I'm, I'm all for 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 public beauty and public fun- funding for the arts, but you know, there's a reason why churches are tax exempt. Uh, first churches. First church. First churches. First churches. Yes. Okay. Tiffany, treasure Tiffany. Treasure t- Tiffany window at Northampton First churches. Maybe up for sale. Oh, they're up for sale now. 
Cause, mm-hmm. Yeah, because they were gonna. They were talking about selling the windows. That's where they, it started. They were installed last spring, I believe, twenty sixteen, right? Um. Well, they were re oh, restored. Restored. Yeah, yeah, they were gonna sell them at first. That was what started the. Oh, discussion. that selling thing. John, that's an old story, John. Yeah. Found. Okay. Yeah. But that's the right church because that's where it started. They were gonna sell the Tiffany windows. Everybody went, "Oh my God!" And then this the city stepped in and. Yeah. Uh, that's. I don't know. I I I don't want to get get derailed in an issue I I'm only hearing about secondhand and I don't I don't know but you know like public funding into a into a into uh keeping a, a like an actual functioning private church yeah. uh and restoring establishment them clause? I mean spending a lot of money to yeah, restore yeah. them. And the question is I think the city owns them now. I think that that's I think that would be fair. Yeah. But then, why does the city own windows in a church? And you know, are they gonna are they gonna restore windows in a synagogue or the Edwards Church? Or you know, are they gonna put right. Tiffany windows? Are we gonna? I wish those discussions happened in Northampton. I, <laughs> I, I'm astonished they didn't. Yeah, there were a few people that yeah. squawked, but that was about it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But that, that said, again, public funding for for beautiful to restore beautiful windows and have art for people to enjoy. I, I'm at least potentially okay with that. Yeah. But does Does East Hampton have the Community Preservation Act? Did they accept it? Do you get Do you pay? I honestly a don't pa- know a percent, or because I think that's what it is in. North I Hampton. honestly don't know. I just pay yeah. my tax bill and don't think twice oh, about there's it. There's no little line that says <laughs> there probably is. Yeah. Uh, honestly, like most of the taxes in East Hampton, I think there's uh, there's talk about like funding, you know, like building a new high school building and whatnot, and there have been mm-hmm. arguments about uh, increasing property taxes for that. And I'm just I just vote in favor of it all the time because I don't have kids. I'm never going to have kids, probably. Who knows? Well, cross my fingers. But anyway, but I don't have kids right now, anyway, so I don't have any any stake in having you know my kids educated in the East Hampton school system. But you know. It's um. It's a public school system that needs support. Yeah. It's a public yeah. school system. It's a public good. It, it benefits me to have have a good school system in my town. So I'm I'm happy to pay for it, and I don't mind if my taxes go up a little to pay for it. I'm, you know, not like most people in a lot of ways. So I don't want to, you know, make too much of it. But that's just how I feel. Certainly becoming the marquee issue in the East Hampton race. It seems like. Yeah. Oh, the school? The the school? Yeah, the school. Yeah, yeah. That and the, 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 the vision for the future or whatever. Mm. So. Yeah, it's interesting. It's uh, East Hampton, I think, is fascinating because it's experiencing a lot of the same growing opportunities and growing pains that Northampton did maybe a couple generations ago. But there seems to be, I think now, uh, maybe because of social media, maybe just because of the political moment we're in, there seems to be a lot of examination from both political figures in the town and also rank and file citizens about having a conversation about how the city as a whole is going to move. And I think it's interesting. We'll see what comes of it and we'll see also what comes of the races there. Um, but it's kind of, it's inspiring. I, I have to say Northampton could really take a page out of East Hampton's book. The kind of conversations and the kind of political ferment I'm seeing is kind of, you you would you would more expect to see that in a town like Northampton, I think. That's I think sort it's of been on and off again. It it has peaked yeah. and it wanes, and then there'll mm. be some hot issue and it'll peak again. I I, I don't know. Are we going to get the two mayoral candidates on? Well, I we've think we we've are. invited the um, I forget Mr. Narkowitz and the other fellow whose name I'm Mr. Riley. Thank you. Uh, that's embarrassing. But <laughs> anyway, but Mr. Narkowitz and Mr. Riley, and I hopefully we'll be able to have uh, have them both on, but. 
I don't we'll know. We'll see. We're, we're still we're still talking to him. We'd like we're still to. invited. If you're him. listening, <laughs> come <laughs> to us. We don't bite. <laughs> don't, don't scare them away. <laughs> <laughs> what said, are you doing? We don't bite. <laughs> no, don't say it Stephane, like that. You're not a creepy clown, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I try not to be. <laughs> I'm not going in the sewer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, I hope they I hope they come on because I imagine there's a lot of things to talk about, and there's a debate next week, next Wednesday. I just found out about this. Actually, it's not a debate; it's a candidates' night at JFK uh, Middle School at six thirty on the twenty third Wednesday, October twenty third. So, and it's I think the Gazette, WHMP, and uh, the League of Women Voters is sponsoring it. So it should be pretty well run. So people that want to hear them, if they don't make it on our show, you can hear it there. And yeah. Channel 20... It's, it's next Monday, you said? Wednesday. Well, that's the 25th. Mm. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. And the um, and the um, Channel 22 is doing something November 3rd, I think, at 1230. And I, I forget whether it's um, Connecting Point. It's one of those shows that's on 22, um, WLP. Uh, out of Springfield, oh, and okay. they do. It's like a live show, and they usually get the candidates on. So they're mm. gonna. I know the uh, mayors are gonna do that, that Friday. So, anyway, so a couple of places to hear them. I haven't seen anything. I had to f- scrounge to find that out. Yeah, it's been pretty low key. Yeah, I I, d- I don't know if there's just not many issues or. I I, I'm yeah. not following the Northampton race uh, very much because I don't yeah. live in Northampton, and I've been kicking myself about not being more up on what's going on in East Hampton. There was yeah. a debate the other day, and I, I know there's going to be at least one more, which I've got enough to make a point to go and attend so I can at least make the pretense of being an informed voter <laughs> in my hometown. <laughs> well, you hope stuff comes up that really differentiates so you can really see it. Sometimes they just talk in talking points, and you're yeah. like, oh. I'll like, play it safe. and Yeah. Yeah. But not like the uh, mayor of San Juan. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, what you say that President Trump gets ten out of, gets, gets a 10 out of 100, not 10 out of 10? Yeah, he's been starting to grade himself. That's dangerous when you're dealing with mm-hmm. disasters. Yeah. You know, that's what happened to some other people when they tried to say they were doing a great job. But yeah, yeah, I agree. Still. It's degrading. <laughs> oh, oh, well said. No. So there's still, is it only 20% of the power? is back up and it's mostly in the city, right? I think I think so. Yeah, yeah. and water still 60 or 70% of the people have the, no the, water. The numbers are bad. Yeah, and they haven't yeah. changed much week to week either, so at mm. least from what I've seen. I well, they've certainly improved. Uh, there's 20% instead of zero for power and <laughs> you know, potable water is <laughs> you know, there's more of it, but well, we're 4 weeks <clears throat> out, so has it really been a month since the hurricane hit Puerto Rico? It's it has been it's, wow! It doesn't feel like it, but it apparently well, has been. And 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 so, to be fair, a month ago, after they had a chance to begin to get a sense of the scope of the damage, they did say that power might be out in the island. You know, it might be six months before they could get all the power restored. So, twenty percent in a month is, mm. you know, like. It just shows that they don't they weren't wrong. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, well, I I, I, I can't fault them for that. If you know. I think they're trying to figure out who to pay, for, who to who to who to, or who to nationalize mm-hmm. it. Which which electric company is going to get the business and then charge rent for the rest of Puerto Rico's lifetime? Yeah. Because they'll build it out and then they'll mm-hmm. own it, right? Because if they if they let a private company own it, that's what will happen. So. Right. And it's nationalized now, right? I think. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. Who told but me that? I, I don't, I'll take also, that back. Also, Puerto Rico isn't a nation, so can, yeah. uh, what do you mean nationalized? Territalized. Yeah. <laughs> Territorialized. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Well, also, it's, I mean, this is a reflection of, you know, Puerto Rico's infrastructure has lagged behind for decades from the rest of the U.S. And this is, you know, a disaster like this just kind of lays bare how much that can has been kicked down the road. Yeah. Yeah. And Um, I understand the Virgin Islands are having similar horrendous problems yeah but we don't hear too much i don't see much of them on the bbc or yeah i don't either they're they're, well they're they're not screaming as loud or i i I think there's there's fewer of them and they have even less sort of clout or whatever name recognition i mean you know uh puerto rico does have a government-owned power company thank you oh okay so well, there not, you go. Not nationalized, but Puerto Ricoized. Well, I I hope it stays government owned. It may get private. I was going to say the the danger is in privatization. Well, if there's nothing left of the power plant, somebody's going to rebuild it from scratch. They're either going to own it or they're going to have the mortgage on it. So well, again, I thought my this was an issue we talked about a couple of weeks ago when Elon Musk, remember, was oh yeah, out they're, yeah, they're going to solarize doing, the. Well, that was his proposal. It, it doesn't look like it's he wanted gone to demonstrate anywhere. that his his. The, the Tesla solar and battery system could be scaled up to handle a hundred mile long island. Right. <clears throat> it's not the worst idea I've ever heard, but I, I honestly don't know enough about, you know, the strings attached and whatever. Um, I, I continue to think that uh, this would be a wonderful time for the uh, federal government to assume the territory's debt and uh, maybe push it into becoming a state. You don't mean the government, you mean we. Assume. The U.S. The, government. The U.S. government assume the territory's debt. Right, but you're saying that we, the American people, and the Puerto Rican people will assume the debt, basically. We, all of the American people, yeah. not just the government of the territory of Puerto Rico. Yeah. You know. I hate so, that idea, but... Well, I mean, <laughs> as it is, they're declaring bankruptcy. I think that they should just not absorb the debt because I think Wall Street is hideous. I... Well, I just you're give, not wrong. I just give them a haircut and call it a day. Uh, okay. You Instead mean, of the taxpayers you, you, paying you, the outrageous you, money that you mean liquidate the debt. Uh, not even liquidate it. Uh, basically wipe it off the books. That's liquidating it. No, because liquid means somebody else pays. I, you're saying absolving them of debt. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. I, I'm a little in the weeds, but yeah. I, I'm I'm not sure about the technical definition of liquidate. Yeah. I mean, I thought that was the idea: is like you make it go away. Basically. You liquidate your assets means you turn them into money. Yes, but so they're liquid. Yeah. I, I I know that, but I think in terms of well, it doesn't matter. The yeah. point is, I'm saying make debt go poof. Yeah, and you're saying make it magically go poof, and suddenly the people who've bought who who have Puerto Rican territorial paper, it's gone. I'm so sorry, but it's gone. Yeah. Well, and I, mean, I think that should have happened with the great um, 2008 adventure. I think a lot of AIG right. should have been gone. Yeah. They didn't have the money to insure stuff. I would actually yeah. agree with that because the bailout situation basically, you know, it's... it. They gave them 100% it, of the dollar. Right. It throws yeah. good money after bad. After bad. Yeah. And it doesn't punish the people who actually... Markets I, have I, to yeah. have... Uh, I, I agree. It's it's discipline. Well, <laughs> where's my German accent? Well, <laughs> discipline. <laughs> Markets must have discipline. <laughs> yeah. So the, I I I think I think come, we come at it from different perspectives, but I think in the end, you know, the <clears throat> the lefty liberal and the the business yeah. Republican agree that like the the model is private risk, private reward, which means private failure. Yep private consequences totally as right. opposed to private reward public risk oh yeah no more socializing the risk and privatizing the profits right please oh excellent, excellent. right <laughs> yeah 
And that's, I mean, that applies to a lot of things, the financial industry, um, the petroleum industry, like, or, or like any of the petroleum, coal, natural gas, all of that. Right. Like, like these private businesses, when things go wrong, and they do, and they have bad consequences. All the ash do. buried underground that's right. poisoning people's water. Right. The, the earthquakes water. that are that are like threatening places like Oklahoma. Oh, you know, fracking. Yep. For, through fracking, the Deepwater Horizon oil spill, all of that. These are public consequences that all of us have to deal with because of these private corporations and the private corporations' profits weren't coming to us. Yeah. So, like, I mean, I, I honestly, given how much damage the Deepwater Horizon did, for example, I would have, mm. I, I think, it would have been appropriate to maybe liquidate. Uh, British Petroleum or BP or whatever, just say like, hey, you know, like however much you're worth, that's how or much Hal damage Burton, this is going to go. Yeah. Who actually did the drilling and put the mud down, right? Yeah, I'd yeah. be okay with Halliburton taking the. Uh, yeah, but they need the to neck. start taking haircuts, and I just, you know, that's a very Republican position. Not the current guys in Washington, but it is that you have to line up it's authority the, and responsibility, risk and reward. Yeah. Make all your money, but when it goes south, you know. You're that's out why of luck. you buy insurance. <laughs> yeah. No, but I mean, like, that's why you, you know, you amortize the risks and you insure your ventures and, and whatnot, you know? I mean, there's there's a point at which, you know, you, you, you know you, you can maybe cut out the, the risk too much and have too many corporate cutouts. So it's like, oh, yes, well, Shell Corp, Shell Corp Incorporated is the one who owns all this and you have to sue them. Oh, they have no money. And we're gone. Goodbye. And, <laughs> and we're gone. <laughs> like, I understand how that's a problem. but just, That's a huge problem. That's a huge problem. <laughs> but just fundamentally, the whole idea of a corporation in the first place is like, you know, this will cost $100 million. I don't want to put $100 million of my own money into it, even if I had $100 million. But I could put 10,000 and then a bunch of other people can put in their money and whatever and we'll all have chunks and then boom we'll have a thing and suddenly you know the hundred million dollar pool is put together and and we try something the only purpose of the corporation is to protect the original people from being able to be gotten to so if you have a small business Mm. you incorporate so that you're insulated from the loss it isn't the only reason but it is a major reason yeah legal repercussions basically being sued well or financial Obligations. It, it right. makes the individuals non responsible. I found it. <laughs> yes. Um, liquidate means uh, if you liquidated the debt, that would mean all of the the people would get would get uh, would get paid. Oh, okay. It would, it would be a, a straight up um, just here's what it's worth. Now it's gone. Right. We're, we, you're paid off. Leave me alone. Okay. Um, absolve means just it's gone. Just wiped out. No yeah. one gets paid. It's just it's Forgive poof. Them. Yeah. yeah. So it's like sublimating the debt then. Stop giving me words I have to look up. <laughs> Sublimate is the transition from a solid to a gaseous state without the, going through the liquid state in between. Yeah, I know that. I just don't know how it works with money. <laughs> I don't think sublimation is normally a process described in finance. Only on your chemistry. <laughs> but if liquid, if to liquidate is the uh, yep, the you're medium. using different out expert. Stefan, um, Stefan, do not make us liquidate you. <laughs> okay. Marvin. Yes, <laughs> you we're going to liquidate your head <laughs> and body. So the question is for Puerto Rico. You wanted a German accent. <laughs> who actually gets the haircut? And I don't know who owns all the debt for Puerto Rico. Well, and a, bunch somebody... of it's, a bunch of it's been sold and stuff like that. Uh, here's the thing. I mean, like, I certainly understand the idea of like applying a haircut or whatever, but part of the reason why people wanted it so much is because it was totally tax free, you know, like it was immune from like federal, state and local taxes and it wasn't being taxed by the by the territory of Puerto Rico. So 
if no underlying value doesn't worry people? Uh, <laughs> I guess it's tax worrying. Free, yeah, tax free on something that has no. There, no. there are huge issues with with it. But so, uh, I mean, I would support the idea of giving them like a you know a government bond with which you know government bonds these days have have like very 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 small interest rates. So basically, it's like mm. here's your you know your bond for X value, and you know it'll be worth an extra fifty bucks. You know, in thirty years when it matures or whatever. But you're giving them dollar for dollar, eventually. Yeah. Oh, you not know. in the. You give them a bond that's not equal to the same dollar amount. I uh, guess we did go down a weed. Um, yeah, yeah. We, well, that, that, <laughs> that's our that's our metier. That's what we do. Exactly. But uh, it's 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 a proposal. I mean, the alternative, I suppose, is Puerto Rico could just declare independence and then say our territorial, you know, slash colonial debt. Is is hereby wiped out because you know that was run up by the state by the United States of America and we're now yeah. the nation of Puerto Rico so whatever. And then when they say so, come and get it, and then people invade. <laughs> well, that's, that's a, a different problem. thing. Yeah, that's a different thing. But uh, try and make us. Yeah. Well, uh, I, as one of my uh, lefty friends was point, was pointing out to me, you know, when you know Rhodesia became Zimbabwe, you know, the, all the debt of Rhodesia was gone. Rhodesia just, was gone, right? Rhodesia <laughs> is gone, and Zimbabwe did not assume their debt. So we just have to change the name of Puerto Rico. We'll be good. No, <laughs> Puerto Rico from the territory of Puerto Rico to the nation of Puerto Rico. I don't know that that's necessarily the best option for the people there, but, you know, like, I think ultimately, we've talked about this before, but yeah. I ultimately think they should either move to being a full state or they should uh, become an independent nation. I, I think this territory business is has its underpinnings in a, in a racist imperial past that I don't think uh, does anyone any favors. That's That'd just me, crazy lefty man. Guam, too. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, I think the whole territory the Virgin arrangement Islands? is yeah. sus- Virgin suspect for many region- reasons as well as, you know. And uh, I think we have territory in, is it Samoa? Is that how it's pronounced? Yes. American, American Samoa. American Samoa. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I, I, I'm not sure. Anyway, and I, I think those people, I think the people of, of Samoa aren't even technically listed as American citizens. I think they're just classified as nationals. What's mm. the case with um, Cuba? Cuba's a nation. It's called no, Cuba. No, no, I mean Guantanamo, <laughs> the piece that the U.S. owns. The oh, we have it. a long-term uh, or maybe even perpetual lease for Guantanamo, yeah. which they were sort of strong-armed into it, recognizing and accepting is still valid. But we do we own the, the property there? We do, no, sort of. No, it is still the sovereign territory of Cuba ultimately, but the U.S. has a lease, and oh, therefore okay. it is treated as American. It's under American control and not Cuba's for right now. But funny. of course, go ahead. Sorry, funny story about that. I, I always love this. Um, so America went to Cuba and said, can we can we have this? And they're like, no. And we're like, well, we're gonna. And we did. And then <laughs> we said, well, we're, we're gonna lease it from you. And they're like, but no. And we're like, no, here's a check. <laughs> and then they, we keep sending them checks and they never cash them. Yeah. Because <laughs> they don't want us there. Oh, yeah. that's interesting. So <laughs> yeah. they never consummated the deal. Well, right. Well, no, they, it's, it's, a, it's, a, yeah. it's a binding deal, apparently, but not really. But we keep sending them the money that we owe them. And they keep refusing it. And they keep refusing it. Mm-hmm. Good yeah. for them. I agree. Yeah. That's pretty upstanding, actually. I agree. <laughs> um, I wonder what's happening to the money in somebody's slush fund. You don't I cash think it's the just, check. It would just be built up in an, in in the account, and probably they rate it to pay off other things. Who rates it? The U.S. government? Yeah. Yes. There's IOUs yeah. in there. What do you bet? Prop. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're just. I mean, what happens when you don't cash a check? 
Oh yeah. I mean, I don't think they're they're sending them. I I mean, I, it's not like they're literally sending them a they're check. They're not dropping gold off they or anything. Be. They might be. Hey, it's just the president's just like. Uh, now I got to balance the checkbook. Probably the secretary of the treasury would do it. The president has people All right. for that. Delegates. <clears throat> but um, yeah. So and but yeah, the terror status of Guantanamo is 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 tricky. That's why we built a prison there, which somehow got around the idea of having constitutional rights guaranteed in the American Constitution, which you think would apply in a place where Nor American sovereignty. Rights. Yeah. Right. It just, it had no rights. I mean, it's a limbo land. It, it, yeah, it's a limbo land that is nevertheless controlled by Americans and governed by Americans, but American American law doesn't apply. It was horrendous and still is. What is that book, Why Do They Hate Us? <laughs> Why do we hate ourselves? <laughs> also, American Samoans are not, are, are, are nationals. They are not citizens. Which is just terrible. Interesting. Mm. Thank you. More of the racist past. Living on into the present. So, um, hooray. hooray. So, uh, anyway, we should take a short break, play some uh, public service announcements and station IDs and so forth. Uh, but uh, we'll be back with more civil politics in just a couple of minutes. So don't go away. We'll be right back. Classical music on Valley Free Radio. Tune in to Andy Musique Wednesday mornings at 7 a.m. for an hour of beautiful music to start your day. Hosted by Lucy and Larry. This is Andrew Farris of NXS. Hi, this is David Santos with Eddie Japan. Hi, this is Midgeoff Multiple. This is Charlie Crisis, Eddie Lundzen. Hi, I'm John Waters. Hello, this is Mary Gold of Alphaville. Hello, this is Daniel Ash from Bath House, turns on Bell and Love and Rocket. And my name is Wendy, host of Subculture, a music program featuring new wave, electronic, indie, and funk music. You can catch my show every Friday night from 8 to 10 p.m. But if you miss out, no worries. Subculture replays Sunday mornings from 2 to 4 right after OK Asia right here on Valley Free Radio. Sundays at 10 a.m., WXOJ's radio show, Occupy the Airwaves, has the latest news from the occupation movement, locally, regionally, nationally, and around the planet. Tune in at 103.3 FM or webcasting at www.valleyfreeradio.org. Blogging at occupytheairwaves.wordpress.com. Listeners can call into the show at 413-585-1033. Table of Contents is a weekly music program that assembles an assortment of songs and sounds of many genres, and which may entail literally taking a random collection of musical sources off the shelf and giving them a turn on the table or spin in the CD or tape player. Each week presenting shows which can at times be organized orderly and at other times perhaps be not as much so, yet never dull. Tune in Friday nights, 10 p.m. till midnight on WXOJ LP, Northampton 103.3 FM. Hi, my name's Leo, and I use he, him, his pronouns. Hi, my name's AJ, and I use they, them, theirs pronouns. Did you know that sex is your biology and gender is how you identify? You can't assume someone's gender. Based on their clothes. Based on their hair. Based on their voice. Who they hang out with. Who they're attracted to. My gender isn't your business. Ask me my pronouns! Brought to you by the PVPA Student Group for Gender, Sexuality, and Diversity. Hi, I'm Amy Goodman, host of Democracy Now! You're listening to Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM in Northampton, Massachusetts. Today, community broadcasting is more important than ever. 
corporate interests affect what music we hear on commercial radio, and real news and opinion take a backseat to ratings and profits. Valley Free Radio is owned by its members, operated by volunteers. It's programming created by your friends and neighbors, and it's wholly supported by the community. Please consider going to www.valleyfreeradio.org donate to support free speech in the Pioneer Valley. Thank you so much. Hey, this is Blue Streak. I'm the host of the show with BS, the newest edition for the WXOJ lineup. You can hear us Mondays at 11 p.m. For the best overnight radio you'll ever hear on a, on a Monday night, we'll talk about everything that's relevant to us. Music, movies, TV, games, and whatever else happens to spill out of the pinata that is my head. Monday nights, 11 p.m. here on XOJ. For all the music and news that nerds can use, it's the show with BS on WXOJ. And we're back with Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP, 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. Um, <clears throat> sorry. So uh, I didn't actually read any details about it, but I saw that uh, I know that the, there's been some kind of uh, possible budget proposal agreement, something that might get past reconciliation or that might have 60 votes or something. What's the it started what's the, the story? process? I think right, Stefan. You may know more. I didn't. I didn't really read this today. Well, the so. Senate approved a buzz, a budget resolution for the 2018 fiscal year. Okay. Um, Which opens the door, right? That's right. The, the this is kind of the first step in this this process. That you know, it's going to go probably through several different votes. It's a tough. I mean, it was passed, what, 51-49, one Republican, Rand Paul, voting against it, although he, just today, has subsequently come out and said that he's actually for it after the vote was taken, so... I wonder what um, he was given. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, yeah. Or it, you know, it. I mean, it might have been some red meat for his base Yeah. Um, yeah. that he is now kind of um, quietly offloading on. But didn't vote for it, so he can always say, I didn't vote mm-hmm. for it, yeah. Well, in the House and Senate now, I think, have both approved budgets, which Something. sends it to reconciliation, Yeah, um, as you said, Sue. So this is going to be sort of, you know, hashing out those differences is, is going to be the next step of it. A lot of that, I think, is going to happen in committee. Um, but it's a, tight mar- it's a tighter margin, I think, than Republicans would like, at least yeah. in the Senate, for this. Um, and it's sort of, it sort of remains to be seen how stiff of a front Democrats can put up against this. I mean, I think sort of Democrats have been in a bit of a privileged position, even as a, as in the being in the distinct minority that they are because of sort of the incompetence and confusion that the Republicans have been experiencing. And it was almost a honeymoon period because they were able to stop anything substantive from getting done. Oh, because the Republicans were fighting amongst them. Right. So, yeah. Well, the Republicans really stopped anything from getting done. Well, exa- yeah. I mean, but they, the Democrats could join one or the other side to make sure. it. Yeah. They, so they were the, like the swing vote. But yeah. I, th- I, if I think for the Democrats, it's been kind of, kind of great because it's like, hey, you know what? Like, they have, they're, they're in charge. Whatever they want, they can push it through. We're just standing here, you know, our hands up in the air, not touching nothing. And oh, look, it's without our involvement, it's all falling apart, and they can't do anything right. Mm. You know, I mean, that is a very powerful, I think, argument for in favor of so we should be in charge because when we were in charge, stuff got done. Mm -hmm. Now that these clowns are in charge, 
look at what's going on. I mean, that's that that's and, a simple ad campaign. And when the Democrats weighed in, they passed the continuing resolution, right, and they passed exactly. the debt ceiling, and they passed, you know, right. and they they joined hands with Trump, which we'll see if that happens again. So. Right. But this is just to make it so they can do with the 50 votes. That's... Yes, yeah. reconciliation yeah. does not require a supermajority or... Nor any Democrats. Can't be filibustered. Yeah. 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 Right. So, and, and I think this is really... There's a political priority here because... The Republicans need something they can take into the 2018 midterms. Oh, right. And it's they're running out of Having time. a budget would probably be yes. qualifying <laughs> a budget. <or> something. <laughs> but it's you don't a, want the tax increases to show up until after 2018. You, tax, you mean tax cuts? Well, there are tax cuts, but they also eliminated the um, personal deduction. Mm. They doubled right. the standard deduction, but they eliminated the personal deduction. So depending— Wait, I'm sorry. I don't follow. So in the tax code, there's a personal dis- deduction, uh-huh. and then there's a standard deduction. And they doubled one, and they eliminated the other one. So I thought they on, were the same thing. I didn't realize. Yeah, they're, they aren't the same thing. There's like a—I um, I don't know the numbers anymore, but I used to know them. But like uh-huh. one's $2,000, and the other one's $6,000. Uh-huh. So the question is, did, did the elimination of one— be, is it made up by the other one? Hmm. And they've just added another tax bracket too, because it wasn't going to work out right for, because originally it was going to be three, seven tax brackets to three, and yeah. they figured out they needed a higher tax bracket. To, anyway, it's it's a it's a moving target a little bit. So I say tax increases because clearly somebody's going to get their taxes increased. Right. The loopholes are eliminated. Hmm. Yeah. Either that or. It, blows a hole in the debt, which is also possible. So the, the plan that I'm seeing, and I believe this is coming from the Senate, is that the plan collapses the number of individual tax brackets from seven to three. With and they just of, added four back. Yep. Mm-hmm. So oh, that's, yeah, yeah, right. But that's like, on. I don't think it's done. I think it's just talked about. Yes, it, yeah. it, it yeah. would give the tax writing committee's flexibility to add a fourth rate there you go. Above thirty-five percent for the wealthiest taxpayers, but again, that may or may not actually happen. Right. With the Republicans so, in charge? I don't think yeah, they'll ever. I mean, well, they were doing it because when they they scored it, they realized that it really did put a huge hole in there. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, hang on, we can't pay for things. Yeah. Yeah. And the current, the top individual rate is currently thirty-nine point six percent, according to the Hill. Let's go to um, thirty-five. I think. A reminder that under Eisenhower, it used to be ninety percent for the top marginal. Uh, in, uh, mm-hmm. Income tax rate. And wasn't so, Reagan? Reagan was seventy. Right. It started getting cut drastically yeah. in the, I believe, the eighties under Reagan. That so. infamous Laffer curve. Hmm. Everybody believes if you cut taxes, that the growth will be so substantial. But it depends where you are in the curve. Not hmm. everybody believes that. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no. It is. It is true. But it depends where you are in the curve. If you're up at ninety percent. There's some truth to it, but when you're already at 35, right. oh, I, I see what you mean. Yeah. You mean there there can be a point at which cutting taxes can increase revenue because it promotes financial growth. Yeah, sure. But that's already been done four times, and you know yeah, the barrel is empty. We're well past that. Yeah, yes. yeah. Sorry. So I was sort of agreeing with you, but okay. No, I just didn't understand. It's like yeah. no, Art Laffer for the most part. You know, people. Uh, 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 have no respect for him and his at the stupid curve he he drew on the back of a napkin, <laughs> yeah. you know, and you know his his approach stupid is stupid curve. <laughs> Sorry, just like the way. Here's another clip. Um, you know, I mean <laughs> his his approach. Old man yells at curve. Yeah, old <laughs> man yells at curve. <laughs> <laughs> hey, get off my lawn, you crazy supply side economist. Um, so, but I mean, the state of Kansas has been 
trying to do it his way, and is and it's been disastrous. And I think Oklahoma has too. There's some new economist, and I'm drawing a blank on his name, but he just got the Nobel Prize, and it's to explain why um, markets aren't rational. It's pretty cool, actually, and it's all about humans are involved. Well, it, that's exactly where he goes with it. He's sort of on the border. <laughs> I love between. that we needed a Nobel Prize <laughs> yeah. for somebody who could point out the fact that humans do not always behave in one hundred percent rational ways, especially in crowds. <laughs> yes. What was it? The um, Federal Reserve Chairman, the previous one, said that it's something Bernanke? exuberance. No, before Bernanke, I'm um, Grant. Um, Oh, Gra- I, don't um, I know what you mean. Uh, Green, Green, Greenspan. Uh, Greenspan. Greenspan. Yes, yeah, you. that the, he didn't realize that there was Ayn unex- Rand's acolyte, unexplainable exuberance or something, irrational exuberance. Yeah, and then of course all the markets crashed. And yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah, there's there's a factor there that people believe things that aren't totally economic. Yeah. Amazingly, yeah. yeah, like we should buy tulips and they'll be really valuable. <laughs> anyway, well. Uh, that's a whole other thing, and we're we're civil politics, not civil finance, but <laughs> civil tulips. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speculators will ruin every market. That's yeah, true. that's true. Yeah. You want to talk about tulips, though? That your other show, Farm to Fork, that it's certainly not edible. Mm. Well, <laughs> you can eat tulip bulbs. I probably wouldn't. I think they have something. In I'm not way. sure that's a good idea, but yeah. I did hear I about. I think there may be an aphrodisiac in it particular oh, an aphrodisiac like half of all food is claimed to be an aphrodisiac it's but I, i've heard stories for of snails f- just for snails, snails not for humans it's uh, aphrodisiac for snails i I, I heard an account of somebody who uh uh thought a turnip bulb uh, tulip bulb was a kind of turnip or other root vegetable cooked it and ate it and then found that it was a bulb for a variety that was worth like twenty thousand guilders or something like oh. that and so there were there was hell to pay oh jeez. Oh, <laughs> sounds like speculators at work here. yeah yeah, yeah. Anyway, and morning glories are um, actually hallucinogen. Oh. The seeds. Oh, I'll keep that in mind. Yeah, you um, you had uh, I think it was you, Mike, who had mentioned that, or maybe it was you, Sue, uh, that uh, Trump has been uh, personally interviewing U.S. attorney. No, that it was, was you, Mike. Mike. Yeah, yeah. I, I just I don't know the 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 details, but uh, I did see a report that the president has been interviewing candidates to be. Uh, U.S. attorneys, mm. uh, I think specifically in the district that includes New York City. Yes, I'm seeing this on and from Politico. Because um, he's interviewing the possible Fed chairmans too right now. Right. Well, that actually is something you'd expect the president to do. The president is supposed to appoint those, but U.S. attorneys, I don't like. I don't think the president's supposed to be getting. I think involved. his two friends are in the front of the Fed line. Yeah. So. This is uh, the Federal Reserve. Well, he's, he's interviewing, um, he's so far interviewed Jeffrey Berman, who's currently at the law firm Greenberg Traurig. Um, this is for the Southern District of New York, which is Isn't that mentioned. a beer brewer, Tori? <laughs> it sounds like it yeah. could be. Um, and Ed McNally um, for the Eastern District, which would be, uh, I think, upstate in like Westchester. Huh. And some and so, you know, politically consequential not appointments. A, not a usual practice of presidents. I don't actually no, not know. Not at all. Huh. Not at all. Well, especially because um, those districts would be where Trump has a lot of his holdings. So if like there right. are investigations involving, you know, impropriety at Trump Tower, involving you know real estate or finances or meeting with Russian government representatives. Um, that's where the, the those attorney general those U.S. attorneys for those districts would be mm-hmm. in charge of that. So Trump is basically interviewing people to 
interviewing candidates for the job of being the people who would be investigating at right. the federal level possible wrongdoing by himself and his family. Yeah. Well, you know, Bush... In, um, in something that's not been done before. Uh, Bush interviewed Chris Christie before he appointed him U.S. attorney the day... It was the day after 9-11 that oh, he really? appointed. Yeah, so Bush interviewed Christie before he was made U.S. attorney. Oh, okay. So I don't know well, if there was some reason for that. Or... Well, maybe what, maybe what I read was wrong, but uh, yeah. I've, I'd never heard of a president doing that before, and the, uh, the uh, news reports I'd seen suggested that it was uh, not the norm that it was yeah. hmm. not necessarily illegal but is certainly you know well if you want to pull the reins in tight that's how you do it well and yeah, it, there's sure. a lot of resistance to the politicizing of justice department because alberto gonzalez if you remember was oh yeah, yeah that's, um, that was something he was all about yeah. that was because and he was he this was actually less direct what he did because gonzalez was as a, a u.s attorney general under president george w bush this is after he was white house counsel yes mm-hmm. Um, he was basically the go bet- it was alleged and it it became pretty clear that he was the go between uh, between the executive branch and certain um, you know uh, people in, certain, the, in the Republican Party um, well between people in the Justice Department who uh, basically were not complying with directives to prosecute and investigate certain cases that were considered oh, to so be politically expedient for the Bush oh, administration. Oh, cuz they were supposed to be looking into voter fraud and a, right. and a number of US attorneys well, I, I either they didn't do it at all or else they looked into it and they're like Slow there's nothing in. there. There is yeah. nothing here. Yeah. Right. Like they that. weren't able to find the dirt that they were looking for and so, but that—that's the precedent that we're looking at here, and that was the U.S. That wasn't even the president; that was a U.S. attorney who yeah. took the fall for that. But now we're having, you know, Trump is basically just removing that, even that sort of procedural Patina fig leaf, and of, just yeah. himself inserting him, you know, his own, uh, seemingly his his own uh, onus into this into this proceeding. Yep. So yeah, it's. <laughs> It's another. It's another. I mean, we uh, George W. Bush came out and sort of came back briefly onto the national stage to kind of point out that we're you know basically kind of give a um, a bit of a tut tut. He didn't name Trump by name, he but said, he came out and said, "Yeah, what yeah, did he say? bigotry is emboldened or something." Bigotry like has that. been emboldened. Yeah, yeah. It was a subtweet. Subtweet, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And Obama came out and said that not naming Trump, right. um, he's demonizing people. Yeah, two ex presidents, mm-hmm. they don't usually do that. Well, and they also, you wouldn't expect them to agree particularly. Yeah, right. You know, I mean, the, the Bush administration like did some very shady, not to mention corrupt things, like that the shenanigans with the U.S. attorney, mm. like using uh, uh, Republican National Committee ma- email servers to handle public business. And then purge the emails. Cheney having his own little private security exactly right. source like, and taking the data and going right around the national security advisors. Sure, absolutely. And, yeah. Those those no bid contracts in Iraq, yeah. the invasion of Iraq in the first place. <laughs> like the, 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 when you start to go around the systems of government, it's it's usually a problem. Well, like Reagan did with the Iran. I was going to say folks. That's that's the that's their legacy. You know, yeah. like mm. Cheney was uh, Cheney was in the the. Well, actually, I don't know if he was in the Reagan administration. I know he was in the Bush administration. Bush one, I know. The, the first yeah. Bush administration, and of course, the, you know, the original President Bush as Vice President under Reagan was part of Iran Contra, but in a way that wasn't. You know, he didn't get nailed for it. And yeah. as president, he then proceeded to just pardon everybody. 
you know, yeah. um, uh, the kerfuffle about uh, how the president's been uh, offering his condolences to um, uh, grieving families of uh, U.S. servicemen families, killed yeah. in uh, in Niger, for example. I saw Oliver North on Fox News, you know, basically saying how this is deplorable and whatnot. And I was just like, I cannot believe that. You know, the Tucker guy that did Iran Contra, yes, yes. Ollie North, who should have gone to jail. Yes, <laughs> it has a comment on this and is being given a podium. Is being given a public yes, yeah. yes, on Fox News. Like, like yeah. talk about shameless. So. Well, they were looking around for a military guy that make a good quote. So. I yes, and and there's hardly any of those out there. So. <laughs> yeah, I always like what good McCain times. says, which is, you know, it always gets really dark before it goes completely black. that's the kind of cheery sentiment we need right now he's uh, he's a funny guy but what a statement it's almost (laughs) these sort of abuses and overreaches and frankly illegal behavior from the bush administration almost looks quaint i think now you mean the original bush administration the the, well maybe that too but uh, bush too you You know know. george w bush which well, was sort of he, like did, his father, he did sort of for no particular reason uh, because he felt like it invaded another country. And, well, yes. you know, <laughs> that's true. There are some precedents which have not yet been met by the current administration. Hopefully, will not be met. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like, at least they bothered to try to cover things up. <laughs> it's now it's just like it's out in the yeah. open. And nobody and the you media know, can't our, do anything with it. They're trying to drag it out right. into the public view. Our shock or, threshold has been yeah. so pushed. Well, up media's that, fragmented too, yeah. so you're watching your own right. version well, of events. The, the, so. the you know, Sue, you've mentioned how like the weasels are taking over Toad Hall, and you lament sometimes what's going on <laughs> in the Republican Party. But within my lifetime, the Republican presidents have been Richard Nixon, who was a weasel taking over Toad Hall for sure. Well, he did some good things. EPA sure, he did and, some good things, yeah. but he was absolutely a, a corrupt. Open China. You know, yeah. he he was absolutely corrupt, dishonest, and uh, so was LBJ and committing crimes. Yeah, but Ed, I he wasn't did al- some good things. Yeah. I wasn't alive when oh, LBJ. Oh, your baby! I'm so sorry. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> LBJ was out two years before I was born. Oh, sorry. It's all right. I just, you know, I'm just Time saying. Time flies when you're having this much fun. So. Yeah, but I mean, I, but I was just specifically pointing out, like, you know, in my lifetime, you know, you have Nixon and Watergate, and as a result of how embarrassing that was, you get the creation of things like Fox News, specifically to prevent the media from doing that kind of stuff again, and. I mean, I, you know, I hate to end on sort of like a like a negative or accusatory note, but like, you know, the Reagan administration full of corruption and mismanagement and, you know, the Iran-Contra scandal. You got the Bush, the first Bush administration with stuff like, uh, you know, invading Panama and sort of continuing some of the misdeeds of the Reagan administration. The second Bush administration, which was full of, well, incompetence and stupidity and the invasion of Iraq and so forth. And now you've got Trump. I mean, this is a terrible track record for a Republican administration. And I'm not like uh, 100% a fan of Bill Clinton or even of Barack Obama, but I mean, they certainly look much better in terms of their ability to govern and and Mm. get things done for the country. My rebuttal will be next week. Yes. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I think it'll have to be, unfortunately, because we have pretty much run out of time. But I would like to hear that rebuttal, actually, because that was, I mean, back when I was a teenager, that was one of the reasons why I started gravitating to the Democratic Party back in the 80s, because I was like, wait, Nixon, now Reagan? I mean, seriously, this is what we got? So... 
But we should uh, wrap it up because uh, our time is done and uh, we have to clear the studio so uh, folks can come in and get ready for subculture coming up here on uh, Valley Free Radio. It's a great great music program. So um, that's all for us for tonight. Uh, We'll be back with more civil politics next week uh, and possibly even a mayoral candidate or two. So thank you for listening and uh, we'll be back next week. Good night. This show is part of the Planetside Productions Network. For more information, episodes from our archives, and other projects, please visit www.planetside.pro. And thank you for listening.